is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. You can call about anything. That is the point of the program Starting the show out tonight, we go to the realm of the public school, the government-run indoctrination camps, where, according to the ACLU, more than 200,000 U.S. public school students were punished with beatings during the 2006 through 2007 school year, according to Human Rights Watch and the ACLU in a joint report recently released in the 13 states that corporally punished more than a thousand students per year, African American girls were twice as likely to be beaten as their white counterparts. In the 125-page report of violent education, corporal punishment of children in U.S. public schools, they found that the Texas, uh, in Texas and Mississippi, children ranging in age from 3 to 19 years old are routinely physically punished for minor infractions such as chewing gum, talking back to a teacher, or violating the dress code, as well as for more serious transgressions such as fighting. Corporal, uh, corporal punishment legal in 21 states typically takes the form of paddling, did you ever have that when you were in school, Julia? Do you remember if the you know if no. you were in elementary school that the the principal had a paddle? I do not know. I, I remember that, that. Wow. They had that when I was in school. Didn't you go to a special school? I went to a gifted school. Well, when I went to elementary school, it was this place that was not really a gifted school, but what they called a magnet school, and you kind of had to apply to get into it. So it was still a government-run school, but it was some sort of uh, special government-run school. But that didn't mean they didn't have the paddle, I guess. And I'm not sure at Maybe what Maybe I point... just never saw the paddle. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I, I never had the I opportunity to right be beaten by that, it. Yeah, if, if any teacher, principal, whatever, ever pulled out a paddle and hit me with it, my parents would have freaked out. Well, I don't know. Maybe they got rid of it at some point during when I went to school. Maybe, I'm, I'm not really sure what the, the history of paddling is down in Florida where I grew up. Uh, but it's apparently still legal in 21 states. And according to the ACLU, more than 200,000 students were beaten uh, in the 2006 to 2007 school year. So apparently a administrator or teacher hits a child repeatedly on the buttocks with a long wooden board. The report shows that as a result of paddling, many children are left injured, degraded, and disengaged from school. Every public school needs effective methods of discipline, but beating kids teaches violence, and it doesn't stop bad behavior, according to fellow at Human Rights Watch and the ACLU and the author of the report. Corporal punishment discourages learning. It fails to deter future misbehavior, and at times even provokes it. Now, this could go, you know, this particular discussion could go in a couple of different directions, right? Maybe more than a couple, but at the very least, it could go into a discussion of corporal punishment, whether at school or at home, which I, I vehemently oppose, yeah, personally. Yeah, I don't, I don't agree with it either, but generally, when I say that, I get the, you don't get, you don't have kids comment, so. Right, that's true, and we don't have kids, uh, but there are people out there who do have kids that don't corporally punish them. And My parents didn't. They didn't do it to me either, but then you'll get the the excuse that, oh, well, you must have been good kids. You get the excuse that, well, <laughs> my kids, you know, we, we have to raise the rod, essentially. And I don't believe it for a moment. We've talked to parents who have had some really difficult kids, and they've told us 
of the creative methods that they've come up with for uh, for punishing their kids without using violence. And and I agree with the um, the assertions of the report, the conclusions of the report. I feel like in a lot of cases, um, a, a beating isn't isn't really. And and I say a beating. I'm talking about like. I used to have neighbors who, when they were like 12-year-old girls, so we're talking about girls who are presumably going through puberty or at least starting to, you know, feel differently about their parents seeing them naked, particularly their fathers. Mm-hmm. And I had I had these neighbors that their dad used to make them pull their pants down and their underwear down and he would beat it's them. pretty with, weird. He would hit them with a belt. Yeah, I think that's kind of sexual personally. Maybe, I really do. Seems like it. Like, I don't think that people that are into that would admit it, but I feel like there's definitely something weird going on there. If you'd like to comment, 1-800-259-9231 is the number. In here. general, I feel like that sort of punishment where, like, you do something wrong and they say, you know, ah, that's it. And it, why don't you get on my knee right now and pull your pants down and I will punish you. Go fetch a switch, boy. I feel like that is... um it's just anger, really, and it's yeah. just responding like you don't know how to deal with it. So it's similar. Oh, and I understand, too. I can understand being frustrated <laughs> yeah. by a child to the point where you want to hit it. I mean, yeah. I, I, and that's something that I don't want to feel. I don't, I, I don't, I, I know that feeling that way is not right. And I feel like at that point in time, what you would need to do is you would need to say, like, okay, I'm really angry right now. I don't want to look at you right now. Yeah. Why don't you go to your room? And we'll talk about this when I'm feeling a, yeah, this is a little bit the th- exactly cl- more clear in the head. Not the time to w- solve this problem. But uh, nonetheless, 21 states still have it legal in their government school system. Instead so, of lashing out and beating your kids. So you're welcome to comment on this, um, your thoughts on corporal punishment in general. But there's also the issue of this is yet another reason for me to absolutely despise the government school system. Now, I don't know if it's that way in New Hampshire. I don't know. That's where I happen to live at this point in time. But the fact is there are over, you know, 20, there are 21 states where this is legal, and I think that's absolutely despicable. I mean, this may be even worse than indoctrinating people with socialism. I'm not sure which one's worse, but they're both pretty damaging to the mentality of a young person. I think that I think beating kids is worse, personally, because at least when you're indoctrinating somebody with socialism, they could be unindoctrinated pretty easily without any significant long-term damage. But if you're beating a child... I can tell you how my dog turned out when my dad beat it. So he didn't beat you, but he beat the no, family dog he instead? Beat, he never, ever hit my brother or me but he did yell a lot. Like, mm-hmm. he would get really angry and he would throw things and throw things away and yell really loud. And I don't know. I found it very disturbing growing up. I really do not have a lot of respect for him. But he did beat the dog. He felt a little less guilty about that, I guess. So how'd the dog turn out? Oh, um, angry. When we got the dog, she's a golden retriever, first of all, which I think is important to point out because golden retrievers have a reputation for being really, really sweet. Mm-hmm. And when we got her, she was really, really sweet. And my dad, when I, I think it, she was a puppy when we got her and she would do things like chew things up that would upset my dad. And one time he put he, he would either hit her with a belt or one time she actually was eating like the landscaping and she bit <laughs> She bit one of his trees, like, completely off, so she just ate through the stump of, like, a brand new maple tree. So it didn't stop her from beat- from eating no, things and destroying? No, it didn't stop her. She was a puppy, and if you want to get a puppy, which it was his idea, you mm. know, you should be prepared to take a little damage. 
But uh, he actually ended up stripping the bark of one of the branches and, like, using it as a whomping stick, effectively. Oh, man, that's sick. But the dog grew up, and it, it was very um, angry. It hated other people. It, it could, like, it was very nice to me, and it was very nice to my brother and, like, all the immediate family members and the people that it saw on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, you met the dog once. You couldn't go near it. It would no. attack you. So it became very territorial to the point where no one knew could ever enter the house um, and it barked at everything. Like anytime anybody came to the door, anytime, I mean, it just, it was really, really an angry dog. And I, I don't even ever want to see that dog again. It makes me so yeah, sad. Yeah, it really is. That's a sad story. And so yet another example of how unintended consequences come right. from and beating dogs and children, and dogs. two different things, but. No, they're mean, not that they, different. I mean, I, I understand that uh, people are a little, little smarter than dogs, but. I think that uh, animals are a lot more a lot more brilliant than people give them credit for, and they certainly don't deserve to be treated in that way, and, and children don't deserve to be treated in that way either. Your thoughts at 800-259-9231. A uh, little more here from the story. They found that in 13 southern states where corporal punishment is most prevalent, African-American students are punished at 1.4 times the rate that would be expected given their numbers in the student population. And African-American girls are 2.1 times more likely to be paddled than might be expected. There's no evidence that these students commit disciplinary actions at disproportionate rates. So it looks like this is just an excuse for some racist uh, school authority to let loose on some black people. I would have gotten beaten a lot. 1-800-259-9231. Is there something valuable to corporal punishment, or is it just the refuge for the thoughtless? More coming up. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free to 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include archives, so if you missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're right there on the front page of the website for your downloading convenience at freetalklive.com. Also, I want to invite you to the Free State Project's Liberty Forum. It's coming up in early March, March 5th through the 8th. It's one weekend in Nashua, New Hampshire at the beautiful Crown Plaza Hotel. Uh, you'll be spending it with uh, in close proximity to hundreds of other like-minded people. That is, if you love liberty. If you don't love liberty, you probably want to stay home. Uh, but if you love freedom and you want to get around some other people that uh, feel the same way as you do, the Liberty Forum's a place to go. Not only will there be people who have uh, taken a, um, uprooted their lives and moved to New Hampshire as part of the Free State Project, there'll be people that are considering doing that. Uh, there are big liberty-oriented luminaries like Glenn Jacobs from the WWE, John Taylor Gatto, uh, Mary Ruart is going to be there, uh, Richard Heller from the Heller vs. D.C. Gun Decision, and so many more, and more to be announced. Uh, head over to freestateproject.org slash libertyforum to get the details on the event, get signed up, get the early bird discount, which is only going to last so much longer, and then come out in early March and experience uh, what it's like to hang out with literally hundreds of people that feel the same way as you do. About freedom. It's a pretty cool event, and it's like a convention-style atmosphere, so you're going to have uh, the requisite panel discussions and uh, keynote speeches and things like that. You'll find it all. I, I'm excited about seeing John Taylor Gatto. And why is that? I don't know. I like education. It's one of my... my uh... Well, who is he? Why don't you explain for, for somebody who <clears throat> might not know? Okay. Uh, 
I believe I actually haven't looked into him, but I like probably two years ago I started reading a little bit of his stuff, and I know he wrote uh, he wrote a book called like the uncensored history of education. I don't that's not the exact name, but mm-hmm. it, it basically it's a I believe he was a teacher in the New York school system for twenty years or something, really long time, and then eventually realized that what he was doing was morally wrong. Right. And he wrote a he writes books. I I believe he has more than one just on the t- real history of the education system and, and he's very, very, very much against public edu- education and I don't know. I've always really liked what I read, and education is sort of one of my main issues that I think is really important, and I just would like to – I want to see him. I'm excited. Cool. Well, that's going to be going on and a lot more, and so come on out. Go to uh, freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, and uh, we'll see you there because Free Talk Live is going to be broadcasting live all Who's weekend the keynote long. speakers this year? So far, they've only announced one of them, and that is Richard Heller from the Heller versus D.C. gun case. Mm. Well, that doesn't sound that exciting you're not to a me. Gun, you're not a gun person, uh, but some people would would find this guy a hero. He's the man that took uh, the gun issue in Washington. They have a gun ban in Washington yeah. D.C., and he's the guy that took that to the Supreme Court. Uh, and so, and he won. So, you know, he's a he's a big hero to a lot of people, and he's also a Free State Project member. And that might be one of the reasons why he's been made into a keynote speaker. Whereas I don't know if Mr. Gatto. Uh, Richard Heller. Oh. So I don't know if Mr. Gatto is also a Free State Project member. That may be one of the reasons why one one of one of the guys got a keynote speech versus the other. I don't know. I'm speculating. But I know that the organizer of the event uh, will be checking in with us from time to time to announce some new speakers and to uh, you know give us updates on what's going on. So we look forward to seeing you there. FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum. Use the Free Talk Live discount code, which is 2009FTL. That's 2009FTL. Save yourself 10%. All right, so uh, you could talk about corporal punishment if you like or whatever's on your mind. We go to the phone calls and talk to Alex in New Jersey on the amp line. Hey, guys. What's on your mind tonight, Alex? This question is for Julia. Uh, Julia, do do you still stand by the statement that golden retrievers are generally friendly? Um. Well, I I think that what I said was that they're known for being friendly. I'm sort of of the opinion, Ian brought it up the other night, that dogs sort of reflect their owners and that the way that you treat your dog has a lot to do with their personality and the way that they come out. But I think that generally when people think of golden retrievers, they think they're really friendly family-style dogs. Right. I I just wanted to to clarify on that because we could say the same thing about other races of other people – and if we're talking about dogs and how dogs and people are similar, how, I don't think it's right to say that one group of dogs is nicer than another, that if we can do the same thing and say it to humans, that one race of people is nicer than another, or one race is more violent, etc. I don't. I just don't see that as valid, and I just wanted that to be clarified. Right. Like, I would never come out and say that pit bulls, for example, are violent by nature or anything like that. Um, but people believe that because right. people say well, it. Well, people do believe it. But I think just when people think of golden retrievers, they think, oh, fam- the perfect family dog. I don't know. Right, That's right. all I was saying. It your, it's not that deep. Right. There's your clarification. Alex, any other thoughts? Uh, do you think that um, the, re- the reason why people do that is because they don't appreciate the intelligence of animals? <sighs> you mean why people hit dogs? Or why people know, categorize why they, them? Why oh. they classify them as being generally angry or generally nice? Um, I think that most people classify them in a certain fashion based on what they what they experience and see and 
It's I easy mean, to put people. It's easy yeah. to put things in groups too for people. So it's probably just a. It's probably just for lack of thinking, uh, for lack of. And you know, I think not that really... a lot of people don't appreciate the intelligence of animals. I I can I certainly right say that. that with cats, for example. Like I don't know anybody. I've never met anybody in my entire life who's even attempted to train a cat. But my cat can do twenty different tricks. So you don't right. think you don't. So I do think there's you know I think that a lot of people don't appreciate and understand the intelligence of animals well a lot of people they kind of bumble into uh to ownership of them they you know they'll take a trip to the pound and fall in love with uh how cute one of them is bring them home and have absolutely no idea how to uh how to raise them and so uh, you know you might end up in a situation like you did with your dad julia where he beats the dog instead of actually learning how to discipline a dog instead of Which going and spending could have been a simple google search well i mean you know? even there, there wasn't a google search back when your dog was ra- was being raised i don't think it's there was an internet yeah maybe google probably wasn't around back well, then but I, you're I talking know, about but... it over a decade and a half ago so uh, I mean, he could have gone to the store and gotten a book. He could have gone to the library and gotten a book on how to raise a dog, and it wouldn't have taken more than a night for him to learn how to do it. Uh, but, you know, people, they don't, they don't think about that. They just figure they can solve their problems on their own, with, uh, and, and they, they don't want to learn from the mistakes of others. And that's, that's just, you know, it's, I guess it's a pride issue there. Any other thoughts, Alex? No, thanks for taking thanks my call. Thanks for the tonight. call. Appreciate it. 800-259-9231. As we continue with Dave listening to WAIS in Ohio. Hello, Dave. Dave in Ohio. Going once. Dave. Hi, Ian and hey, Julia. Dave. Hey, Dave. Hello. Hey, um, first off, two things. Are you going to be on live Christmas? Or, I mean, the holiday i have not yet uh been able to determine that the board operators at the network have been made an offer uh and they have not yet responded with an answer as to whether or not whether or not uh we will be live on the radio i can tell you we will be live on the internet any way you slice it so uh so freetalklive.com you will be able to tune in am i I, doing that show you are going to be doing both of those shows so i kind of hope it is an internet show okay well well i hope it's on the radio because uh people listen to the radio on christmas and last year it was really cool because we we did find a board operator who would come in and work christmas day uh and as a result of that w-o-o-d thank you dave for the call uh would think he had something else to say oh he did well if if so I, i apologize uh, Wood in Grand Rapids, a huge number one radio station there, picked us up just for the Christmas Day show. So it's worth it to be on on Christmas. More coming up. You can take control. And if Dave wants to call back, he's certainly welcome to. We'll uh, put him on again. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those. Including the wiki, you can head over to wiki, W-I-K-I, dot freetalklive.com and edit virtually anything you see. It's like the listener editable version of our website. Head over to wiki, 
www.freetalklive.com. And the Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical, liberal, and libertarian thought. Participation is free. IHS provides housing and meals during the conference, and you can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March 7th through the 12th, or Emory University in Atlanta, March 14th through the 19th. Visit libertarianseminars.com for more information. That's libertarianseminars.com as we continue with your phone calls. And we go to Adam in California. Adam, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello there. Hey, how's it going, Ian? Hey, uh, what's on your mind? I want to say that you're one of my idols. Oh, my goodness. And, uh, oh, stop it. Take, take your compliment like a man. I think you're a genius mind and uh, one of the best and smoothest radio hosts I've heard. All right, that's enough. What do you got for uh, for conversation here? <laughs> I used to feel um, that way. Really? Oh, you don't anymore. Thank well, goodness. Well, I, I know <laughs> you now, but I used yeah. to look up to you. I'd look up to you too, but it's now, but it's a totally different way. Let me tell you, it doesn't take that much uh, effort to plug a microphone into a, a soundboard and, and flip it on. So I don't know if I've really done anything that special, but thank you. you I appreciate what? it. No, no. I've actually done a radio show in college, and it does take a lot. It's very hard to do a radio show. It's very hard to be smooth on the air. Oh, it's only hard and, in the beginning. Uh, it's only hard in the beginning, uh, actually. You know, uh, over time, well, you get uh, used to it. Let me talk about this smoking snitch line that I've been prank calling lately. Oh, really? Yeah, do tell. Yeah. Um, it's, a, it's a prank, or I mean, it's a, it's, a, it's a smoking snitch line in Cincinnati. I don't even live there, but I, <laughs> I decided to target this number in Cincinnati, and uh, prank call them um, just just for laughs. So and, is this uh, like if you spot somebody allowing smoking in their bar, you're supposed to call and, and snitch them out? Is that kind of thing what it is? Exactly. They, they, they ask what business, what address. Mm. They want to know all that information. Is it the and cops? Out, excuse me? Is it the Cincinnati cops that's, uh, that's answering? It's, no, like the police not department? the cops. Huh. It's, it's not, I don't think so. Health, it's it's got to uh, be the health department. Is it staff 24 hours or is it uh, just daylight hours? Well, I just called about a half an hour ago, so mm-hmm. I think it is. It might be staffed 24 hours a day. I'm not. I'm not sure because mm. I guess Cincinnati would be uh, past five o'clock by now. Yeah, that's but, true. Uh, you know, it, it's it's a good old time calling these lines. I think maybe if we concentrate our efforts, we could help <laughs> uh, maybe Cincinnati out a little bit. They're they're targeting private businesses yeah. that are allowing smoking. So what if, what uh, what was your approach? How did you you said you crank called them? What'd you do? Uh, well, first they. They asked me for the business name, and I said that it was called um, Unjust. I, I spelt it out for them. They asked the spelling of it, and I, I spelt out Unjust Law. Mm. And then uh, the lady still didn't get it after I said it twice, and I said, what you're doing is enforcing violence upon these business owners. Ooh. Don't you understand that you're the person that's pushing the button for the gas chamber? Oh, I'm just doing my job. Just is that what she said? Set. I'm just doing my job? Just doing my job, of, of course. course. And I said, well, you know, in the 1940s, the person uh, that was pushing pushing the button for the gas chamber was just doing their job too. Uh, how do you feel about your job? Nice. And you uh, know, she ended up hanging up on me. Right. This conversation is over. Exactly. Nice. But so, it, did you it, record the call? Piece, I actually did. Um, it's my little piece of act, uh, activism that I'm doing to harass these people that are harassing 
Um, I think it's great. Business uh, you know, I think it's yeah. great. We haven't really had anybody make that suggestion before. Like, uh, make a phone call out of state. Because if you're in state, it could be like filing a false police report or something like that. But if you're out of state, then can they do anything to you? Is there some sort of federal uh, anti-crank call legislation out there? I wonder about that. I mean, I haven't researched crank calling for a long time. Uh, but what a, what a fun way to waste those bureaucrats' time and have a little bit of fun at uh, at their expense. You know, what you should do is, uh, is go over to the Free Talk Live BBS and post the number there. I bet there's at least a handful of other people that might want to do the same there thing. There may be some sort of really lame phone harassment laws. That's probably what they call that. There I don't know be. that, but it sounds like something they would be interested in doing. And haven't some states kind of recently passed, like, MySpace, uh, like, online harassment? harassment yeah. Isn't the same idea, really? Well, I don't see this as being harassment. You're just you're just calling them out. You're just saying, hey, stop being violent. Stop doing well, what you're even doing. Even if it is harassment, there's a way around this, and us internet savvy users will get right around it. We're just going to use Skype. So they can and that'll we, anonymously uh, make the phone call. There's no way to really yeah. trace that. Call up using Skype. You can say whatever you want. Nobody's going to be able to track you. Well, plus, if you've and got I multiple w- calls from multiple locations, they can't really accuse you of doing the harassing. I mean, if all you do is pick up the phone and make one phone call and chew them out, uh, and then that's all you do, and then there's ten other people that also make ten calls, or they make one call each, uh, then that's that's not any sort of, I mean, I, maybe it's conspiracy, but it's certainly not uh, any sort of harassment because you've only made one call. I think I'm harassment has to entail multiple calls. calls. Go ahead. I'm I'm planning on making a lot more calls than one call. I'll keep doing it over and over again. Um, I dare these cops to try to figure out how to get uh, my information through Skype. I know that they can't do it. And if they do, um, I'm calling Cincinnati. Come and get me. I'm in California. Hmm. Well, I think it's interesting, and I think it's a unique approach, and I congratulate you for it. And let us know if anything ever develops, uh, and if you have any good, uh, if you get any really entertaining calls, you should post them online so people can listen to them. I'll do that. Thanks a lot. Thanks, Adam. Good luck. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Now, that's a really unique idea as far as a way to possibly ostracize some of these government people. You know, try to, maybe not necessarily ostracize, but to make them aware of what it is they're doing. Hey, what you're doing is wrong. Stop it, please. We'd like you to stop putting people in jail cells uh, for doing things that only harm themselves. We'd like you to stop hurting business owners who allow others to smoke in their businesses. Whatever it is that they're doing that's being tyrannical, call them out. Call them out on the carpet. You might as well. Nobody. I'm certain that very few people have ever said anything of that manner to these government bureaucrats before. I mean, how often do you think that happens? How often do you think that uh, these government bureaucrats are actually called out for what it is that they're really doing? I don't, I don't know. And that is they're a cog in a system that is inherently violent, that has no other tool in its repertoire to change people's behavior outside of violence. And as we saw in the very beginning of the hour, uh, according to the ACLU, the the corporal punishment methods that are used in over 21 states where over 200,000 public government school students uh, are beaten during one year's time period. The ACLU says it pr- uh, discourages learning, fails to deter future misbehavior, and at times even provokes it. So we know that violence doesn't solve problems, but they don't. In fact, the people that are running those call-in lines have no idea that what they're supporting is violence. They They just think they're doing what's right. 
They're just doing a job, trying to get a paycheck. They're, you know, pushing their buttons and answering their phones. And you can't beat those bennies. You can't beat the government bennies, that's for sure. But they don't know what they're doing. They don't realize the end result. They don't understand that if somebody calls in with a snitch on some business that's allowing smoking, a bar owner that might be allowing people to come in and smoke, somebody calls in and snitches on that bar, somebody's going to come down and threaten that man. And if, I'm presuming the man owns the bar, uh, whoever it is that owns the bar, they will be threatened with having their liquor license pulled, having their bar shut down, and if he continues to allow the behavior, the people smoking on the inside, you can better believe that men with guns calling themselves the police are going to show up and they're going to do something. They're going to force him to, to close his bar. And it's really sick. And these people need to be made aware of what it is that they're doing because then they'll recoil in fear. They don't want to they, they don't want to feel the cognitive dissonance that will happen to them when they come to that realization. They'll they'll do everything they can to block that out from from possibly happening in their mind, like the realization that oh my gosh, what I'm what I'm doing is actually hurting people. Because I don't think most of the people that are answering those phones want to hurt people. They want to help, right? That's why they're trying to stop smoking. Isn't that their motivation? <laughs> yes, I suppose. 1-800-259-9231. So I think the more we can make it public that government is violence, the better. And we'd love your thoughts at 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. And again, that's freetalklive.com. And if you like this show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can do that by becoming an amplifier. Head over to amp.freetalklive.com. Get on board with the AMP program. AMP stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. We take your three bucks a month. That's all we're asking for is three bucks a month. We take that in and reinvest it into the show, getting on more radio stations across the country, around the world, bringing new Internet listeners on board and helping expose new people to the message of freedom and liberty. So become an amplifier at amp.freetalklive.com. Dot com. And you get perks like access to the AMP-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details at amp.freetalklive.com. Ladies first, we go to Dana, listening in Texas. Dana, you're on Free Talk Hi. Live. Hey there. How are y'all? Just super. What's on your mind? Well, I haven't listened to you guys in a while. I've been real sick with pneumonia and stuff. Now, oh, I'm so sorry to hear what that. Happen- what I'm happened s- to your buddy that ended up in jail? Is he out? Oh, that would be me, I, well, I think. Was I mean, that you? There are, there, you mean the person on the show? Because there are a handful of people that we know that have been to jail. So. <laughs> yeah, but last time I listened, one of you guys was in jail. Yep, yep. I nobody w- quite understood how you got there. Oh, I no, so everybody knows how I got there. I got there because I wasn't going to play uh, play the judge's little game in his courtroom, and uh, right. they, they kind of had it in Slam. for me from the word get-go. Slam contempt on you and lost check. That's right. Uh, they sure did. And uh, so then I, I went uh, after the weekend and begged for mercy and uh, got out uh, earlier than the 93 days that they'd scheduled. I got out after the first weekend, so I was able to come back pretty quickly. That's good. I'm glad it turned out well. Yeah, and they've been leaving me alone, too, which is nice. I mean, because I I was concerned that what they might do is keep coming after me and looking for more code violations that they could harass me with. Uh, But they haven't done that. And so that's good. I think that they got a little, uh, you know, a little bit of an unpleasant 
nip from the activist community in that uh, a bunch of people made phone calls to the court and to the jail, and they were not, I'm sure, very not uh, not happy calls that they were receiving. So I don't imagine they wanted to spend much more of their time doing that, and they might have just let me out eventually anyway because I had no case whatsoever, but I did what I needed to do to uh, to shorten the stay as uh, as, as short as possible. That's good. I commend you for that. Oh, thank you. My real call is to rant. Okay, you know, rant away. I have been, okay. I have been listening on the news for weeks about this poor little three-year-old in Florida, Kaylee Anthony. Oh, okay. And I have not heard anything about it. I, I saw something today while I was having dinner that uh, they found her remains, but that's the first I'd heard of the case. That's because I don't listen to the news, I guess. Well, the last time anybody had seen her was in June. Her mother, Casey, waited a month before even reporting her missing. And it has wow. just been, yeah, it has absolutely been. You need to read up on it because it will make you froth its mouth. It is so enraging. And now they have found these remains less than a, a mile away from the grandparents' home where this little girl was living with her mother, Casey. This mother was, they finally gave up and put her in jail charged her with murder a few weeks ago, but now they have identified, it was announced this evening on the news, that the bone remains they found in this garbage bag less than a mile from the grandmother's house is the DNA match for this little girl. Hmm. Now, my rage is the mom and dad have lied for this casing mother since the 1st of July. You cannot tell me as a parent myself with some children that you don't know your kids well enough to know that something stinks really bad. And they have stood up for her, and I think I think they need to be considerably charged with accessories after the fact. I'm a little confused here. You're saying the mom and dad stood up for who? Their daughter. They Their were the grandparents of this little three-year-old. And all this time, okay. they stood up so it was the mom. Hold on, I'm just trying to I'm trying to piece all this together sure, from your story here. So you're saying that three year old girl went missing. Mom didn't report her missing for over a month, and right. grandparents, the parents of the mom, are backing up their daughter, the mom. That's what you're saying. Yes. Okay. And the actual person that first reported the little granddaughter missing was the grandmother, hmm. the first of July. And I think she did that to CYA herself, because I think her and the dad, who's a retired sheriff's deputy, Uh-oh. realized that all things, you know, that car, house of cards was going to collapse, and they were going to be in the middle. You think, think they knew? They do you think it. they they were in on her oh, killing? Oh, oh yes, yes. They knew that their daughter did something to that grandchild, and I, you know, I think the whole thing sucks, and I think these grandparents need to be charged with accessories after the fact. Hmm. That's a I sad story. I mean, the story. grandmother's the one that reported the smelly, stinky garbage bag in the back of the daughter's car. That was the 1st of July. You ought to read up on this. This would be a good discussion thing for you guys on your show for Colleen. I don't know. What, what would I, we discuss about it? I mean, uh, just you know, I mean, it's just a tragic story, and it's not the only – I'm sure it's not the only little girl that's gone missing uh, recently. Well, this, this to me, as a mother of grown children, is absolutely disgusting. I would never stand up for my kids if I thought they were guilty. And these parents had to have known that their daughter was guilty of the disappearance of this little girl. When they found the remains the other day, there was duct tape over the mouth and the skull of this baby. That's what they said on the news. It was just morbid. It's sick. And I have just been furious about it. 
And then tonight when I heard that they had positively ID'd the DNA as being that little Kaylee Anthony's three-year-old's uh, body or remains, I just, I just couldn't believe it. What do you, what, do you really want to speculate, uh, Dana, on what you think the reason the mom uh, – I mean, if, if you believe the mom was the killer, uh, what do you think the reason was? Do you think she just lost it? She couldn't control herself? She didn't know how to well, discipline her daughter? She's 22. She was very young when she got pregnant with this baby. Mm-hmm. She's lived with her parents. She was engaged, and then she walked out on engagement for some reason, or he dumped her. I think she began to be a little strange from his the fiancé's interview a week or two ago. But I think that she's just a spoilt little brand. And I think Mommy and Daddy have probably covered up for her her whole life. How did you, how, what was the cause of death? Do, uh, do, do any, does anybody they know yet? They don't know. They don't know. They had found uh, chloroform in the trunk of the car where the stinky garbage bag was that Casey, the mother, claimed was ruined pizza. Huh. But there was cops and a private detective that got whiffs of that from the trunk of the car. And one detective said, or policeman said, don't you ever smell a decomposing body? You never forget the odor. Yeah, I bet. And he was comparing it to that. Wow. And so, and this was months ago. And then there was a utility man that, that got him finally to come look at this bag. And he tried three times in August to get law enforcement to come look at this bag that he had found. And at one point back in August, one deputy came and cleared the scene, but left the bag. And it's just been crazy, but I think a lot of it has to do with this grandfather of this little girl having been a prior county deputy sheriff in Florida where they live. You think he's getting you know, some sort of favoritist treatment? I, 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 I suppose. You know, the good old boy system that, that oh, yeah. reeks in the law enforcement system. It's out there. You know, they cover for their own whether they're oh, man, do they? or retired. It, that brother had never goes away until death, I don't guess. Yep, that's pretty much the case. You know, how sad. I mean, this is such a sad story, and it's probably the reason why I, I won't do, as you suggest, and spend time researching it. I just, it, it's it's so morbid, and there's so many tragic stories out there. I could spend all my all day long uh, researching uh, stories that are like this, uh, similar tragic family killings. Uh, it, I mean, there's just, it's just so sad, and uh, I don't know where else to really go with it me about this one was the months that this has dragged on and the grandparents consistently standing up and defending their daughter who found the uh, bag it. who found the bag out the in the utility forest worker that reported it three times in august huh. and finally he got law enforcement to come out there a few days ago the first of the week <laughs> it took him three reports to actually get them to take him actually seriously four four actually four wow actually four that's amazing so it's like it's like this poor little baby. And she was a baby. She wasn't even quite three yet when she disappeared in June. Dana, thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate you bringing that forward and, and discussing that. And if it's true that the uh, that the thin blue line was in action on this, that's even more disgusting. If the if the cops were actually doing something in, in some way to protect this family simply because they're connected to the police organization, that would be pretty despicable. I mean, it's bad enough to have grandma and grandpa protecting their own uh, their daughter if they have some idea that she had done something. I mean, that's pretty sick on its own. Some, some people and their 
their adherence to uh, uh, to keeping their family as uh, let's see what's the term I'm looking for. People just they love their family uh, with with this devotion that they don't deserve in many cases. I mean, if if your if your son or daughter is a murderer and you suspect that to be the case, but you go on protecting him anyway because he's your son or she's your daughter, that's kind of that's messed up. I agree. 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything. Dan in California is on the way. And uh, you can take control of the airwaves coming up here in hour number two. This is Free Talk Live. This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com. Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society. Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard. Freekeen.com. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number two of the program. You can take control of the airwaves via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. That is the point of the program. And then uh, maybe in a little while, Julia, you'll tell us about... An illegal cough drop dealer. But first, to the calls, and we'll start, I believe, with Dan in California. Dan, you're on Free Talk Live. Hello. Hey, Dan, what's on your mind tonight? Uh, actually, you know, I need you guys' help. Okay, how I can we help? I, 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 it's been about four months. I used to listen to GTN all the time, your show, Alex's show, all. but I've been stuck driving two hours to work each way every day, and I've been stuck with mainstream radio. And uh, tomorrow I'm going to visit uh, my friends in L.A. People are getting uh, the old Ron Paul campaign together again to have a meeting. And I'm afraid I'm going to be way out of the loop and forgetting not knowing what's really going on. Well, all you have to do is buy yourself a cheapo MP3 player, and uh, you can get those things for less than, what, less than 100 bucks? I mean, some of them less than 50 bucks. Uh, you can get yourself a 512-megabyte MP3 player or something like that. I don't even know if they sell them that small anymore. Uh, but load up some podcasts and listen that way. That's not a bad idea. I never thought of that. Well, I mean, it's not, just, that I, not that I'm trying to tune people out of their local radio station, but I agree with you, man. No, if, no, if your local radio station isn't airing Free Talk Live, then there's not much else worth uh, listening to if you want something no. that's not... Uh, typical cookie cutter conservative talk radio or liberal, you know, cookie cutter liberal talk radio. Yeah, I mean, all I've been hearing about, and I've been trying to piece it together through the, the BS that they put out, is, is Bernie Madoff and uh, and the the, the auto bail bailout now. Um, tell me if I if I'm if I'm on the right track here. The auto bail bail or the auto, the auto bailout. They're bailing out. Uh, I think it's Chrysler, and uh, there's a company last year that bought. I think two-thirds of Chrysler called Soros or Soreros or – do you know what I'm I talking about? I have no idea. No idea. Because Dan Quayle is the head of that uh, – he's, he's, he's the chairman of the board of this company that owns a third of Chrysler. Yeah, it's not, it's not really a surprise, right? I mean, people uh, in the government are known for rewarding their friends and punishing their enemies, so uh, it, that figures. Apparently, according to the story, it's a $17.4 billion, what they're calling a rescue package for the troubled Detroit automakers. The story from the Wall Street Journal 
It allows them to avoid bankruptcy for the time being and leaves many big decisions for the incoming Obama administration. Uh, apparently, these are what they're calling short-term loans, I believe. Uh, I'm not sure what's, what that really entails. But from what I understand, Ford basically said, well, we don't want it. So, right, right. Ford positioned himself, apparently positioned himself in the market. But I heard a quote from Bush saying uh, how much he doesn't want to – oh, wait, no. He said uh, pulling – he. Says he's going to have to pull away from the free market principles to save the free market principles. Is that not doublespeak? It's bizarro. I mean, whatever it is, I mean, the, the whole idea that George Bush is in any way an adherent to the free marketplace is pretty absurd, right on its face. But yes, that certainly next, sounds doublespeakish. Next, they're going to say they're going to have to abandon the First Amendment to save the First Amendment. Well, war is peace, you know, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and all that nonsense. I thank you for the call and good luck with your trip. 800-259-9231. Uh, the story here, again, from the Wall Street Journal that, speaking from the White House, George Bush said the administration decided against forcing a bankruptcy to compel cost-cutting in order to avoid the risk that consumers would desert one or more of the companies and touch off an industry collapse, deepening the current economic downturn. Bush said, in the midst of a financial crisis, allowing the U.S. auto industry to collapse is not a responsible course of action. Under ordinary economic circumstances, I'd say this is the price that failed companies must pay, and I would not favor intervening to prevent the automakers from going out of business. But these are not ordinary circumstances. I'm sorry, but the whole idea that three companies in America uh, failing is going to set the economy off uh, its rocker, is going to uh, mess with things significantly, I just find that hard to believe. They're just companies. Companies go out of business all like the time. I feel like government money holding up companies that failed is going to mess with things more oh, yeah. than letting them go out of business. Well, I mean, and you know what? We were talking about this over dinner tonight and because it was all over the television sets in the, the, the place that we, we have to be eating. And if GM and Chrysler, and that's those are the two companies that are going to be taking the money from the government, so it's $13.4 billion dollars to them and then another four billion later in february so if they're going to be taking these billions of dollars we have to remember that they botched it up already like the people running these companies screwed up so royally that they're now being bailed out by the federal government but who really believes that all of a sudden the money that's not even theirs is going to be somehow better spent than the money that was theirs i mean the money they lost was their money that was their company's money now it's taxpayer dollars that are coming in and you think they're going to do a better job of running their company that all of a sudden they're going to turn things around and start selling more cars i don't believe it for a moment no this is just going to it's like a kid who's you know like a 15 year old whose mom bought him a BMW or something ludicrous like that and a 16 year old kid who's who saved up their own money and bought their own car. I mean the person who saved their own money and actually worked hard and bought their own car is going to They're treat gonna take it. care of it better. Yeah, they're going to take care yeah. of it better. The uh, the money again, thirteen point four billion, and then four billion later, it would provide the government with non-voting warrants. Although the exact amount was unclear immediately, and I believe that means stock. I believe that the government is going to essentially own a piece of these companies. The deal is contingent on the companies showing they are financially viable by March thirty first. If they aren't, the loans will be called, and all funds must be returned. So what what if they 
if March 31st comes, and I'm no I'm no business expert, so please, if I mean I know how to run my business, but certainly don't know much about yours uh, or the car business. So if you want to comment on this and clarify, if I've gotten some information, uh, if I misunderstood this, please 1-800-259-9231. But it says here that they have to show their financial viability to the government. So. Um, by March 31st, Chrysler and GM have to come back to the government and say, see, see, we're doing good. We're doing good over here uh, and show how they're financially viable, whatever that means. I'm not sure what the parameters on that are. But if they don't, then they're going to call the loans. So what happens if they've already spent the money? What happens if they took the $13.4 billion and spent $12.6? How are they going to be able to pay back those loans? You know how? They'll, they'll have to give ownership. Am I, this is my speculation here. If they don't have the money, then the government's going to want more stock, won't they? The government's going to want to essentially nationalize the, the companies. What was the name of that car uh, that the government made in Germany in like 19... 19- like the Volga or was that Russia? I don't recall. I don't remember, but it was some sort of government-made car in either like either Soviet Russia or... It was a real crap can. Yeah, yeah. It was the only car that the the government tried to build and it was just an awful piece of junk looking thing. Then you have to take it apart to actually get it to get to the oil dipstick or something like that. Yeah, it was just retarded in many ways. Uh, the deal uh, the, the deal generally tracks key provisions of bailout legislation that nearly passed Congress, but it's relatively lenient in allowing the companies to show their viability, which it defines as having a positive net present value, a way of gauging the company's worth and taking into account all their future obligations. It sees targets for the companies to hit in determining their financial health, such as reducing debt and current cash payments for future health care obligations. But according to a White House fact sheet, the targets would be non-binding in the sense that negotiations can deviate from the quantitative targets. Uh, all business speak, very confusing to me. So I'm not sure how this is all going to uh, to turn out, but I just don't, I don't predict anything good to come from this. Taxpayers are going to be paying big money in. These companies, which are failing over and over again, are going to, in my opinion, they're probably going to continue to fail because there's no real reason for them to succeed at this point. And they'll they'll botch it up, and they'll have to pay the money back to the government, and they won't have the money to pay back. And so the government will come in and take ownership. And I don't know what that will mean because there's no way that a government-owned car company can compete in the marketplace. No. Can you imagine? So we'll see what happens, and we'd love to hear your thoughts. The post office can only compete by making it mandatory that you have to send mail under a dollar through the post office. They're probably not going to get away with passing some special law to to essentially cut all the other car car vendors out of the business. That doesn't seem very likely. No. That would make a lot of people really, really angry, I feel like. Maybe the government will take over the companies and, like, try their best to run them and just completely run them into the ground and keep spending taxpayer money on it. I don't know. Who knows how this is all going to turn out. But it's not good, and they're going to take your money. So stop buying American. If you're continuing to buy American, you should stop. It's free talk. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line for you. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free, so enjoy those on us. 
Uh, again, freetalklive.com, and the features include the updates. Get signed up. We keep you in the loop when there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can go to updates.freetalklive.com to get on the list for free. That's updates.freetalklive.com. Love Liberty? Then check out Bureaucrash Social, the place for you to connect with freedom fighters from around the world. At Bureaucrash Social, you can share your ideas, obtain resources, and document your activism, as well as find awesome videos and pictures uploaded by other crashers. Go to Bureaucrash.com to learn more. That's right, Bureaucrash Social, really cool site. I'm liking it a lot. Uh, it's essentially the Facebook for liberty lovers. So, I mean, everybody on there digs freedom, and so that's kind of a nice little... Uh, it's, I guess it's a nice little community to uh, to exist in. And I haven't th- found it that exciting of a website. Maybe it's it's new still, so I don't know. Okay. Well, I think it's a pretty great website, and uh, beercrash.com is where you want to go to take I a look at that. I probably shouldn't I mean, if, say stuff like that about you're not somebody sponsors. Who really, well, you're, yeah, yeah, well, you're really... not somebody who really uh, is into uh, meeting other people in this movement. So. Well, um. That's slightly harsh, yeah. not well, necessarily. It's slightly true, isn't it? I mean, it's sli- well, like as far as internet friends go, yeah. I'm not interested in meeting a bunch of internet friends right. who, who like for me, any sort of social networking site like Facebook or MySpace is either to um, like keep up, basically to keep up with old friends and that sort of thing. And I don't generally. I mean, I add people, but I don't participate. I don't do any of the little games. Right. And so stuff for those like of that, you who so. do appreciate social networking <laughs> websites. Uh, the Bureaucrat social site is I a probably pretty darn shouldn't good one. be talking down on a sponsor of the show. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, in the, in, as far as social networking websites, it works. I mean, it's a good site. You can add friends, and there are uh, there are discussion forums, and the, I mean, it's it's a functional website. You've been yes, to it, it's right? It's a functional website, and I okay. have an account, so add so me you if go. you like. <laughs> Well, all right, so Bureaucrash Social, Bureaucrash.com. All right, 800-259-9231. Let's go to Craig in New York. Craig, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Julia. Smooth move there, huh? Yeah. Just a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> She's new at this radio thing, Craig. That's <laughs> know, not boy. entirely true, <laughs> you jerk. red-faced as heck right now. <laughs> all right, listen, Ian. All right, Craig, I'm listening. Go. You're killing me, dude. What's going on? Well, you know, I was listening to you 17th, okay? And okay. I mean, I was listening to you guys, I got turned on to you guys, and I, you know, I was hot and heavy on you for a while, but then, man, you know, I'm a Catholic, dude, and all you do is diss us. Oh, wait, what do you mean, all we do is diss I'm, Catholics? I'm all we do, but, man, you, you put down religion a lot. Well, I, know, I have a and, problem and with organized religion. Like I'm not, what do you want me to do, candy coat my views on organized religion for you? Is it, I mean, just I to make you what, feel better? I, I, I'll tell you what, I, I don't want you dissing my Pope. That's what I don't want you <laughs> Are to you do. serious? You have your views. So wait a minute, are you fine. really, wait a minute, Craig, are you really that much of a devoted Catholic? I mean, are oh, you really absolutely. like, yeah, so you, you believe that the Pope has like the direct line to God? The Pope is the vicar of God, yes. What a, okay, and so I mean, okay. are you are you like a weekly churchgoer? Are you that de- uh, devoted? Absolutely, daily if I can get there. Wow, that's amazing to me. I mean, I just it's so it's such a world that I don't inhabit these days, and I don't really feel like we spend a lot of time harping on religion on this show. Uh, it's well, usually any, any only it Craig. Up, let's be fair. It's a needle. Usually, well, usually it's only when certain people, the Pharisee types, are advocating for uh, controlling other people's beliefs or controlling their their morality, and and I mean, you don't think that's right? No, but but I don't think but I don't think the the Pope, the way you characterize him, it, it does that. You know what I'm saying? And, and if, if you if you would learn what the Pope's role is on Earth and what his responsibilities are. You would you would come to realize that you're just talking uh, Protestant uh, 
mumbo jumbo, basically. You know what I'm saying? What? What? what why don't you explain for me, Craig, what the Pope is here for? Well, for Catholics, well, let's let's put it this way: that it, it was given the office of Peter by Jesus Christ. If you follow in the Bible, now I hate to bring the Bible up, but it's part of the story. All right, I know you think okay. it's a worthless book. I didn't say it was worthless. I just said it was a book of fiction. There's plenty there of fiction go. that can, that can be worthwhile. Is, how could it be a work of fiction if Jesus Christ is recorded in history? Uh, I'm, you know, I don't want to get into a debate about where – I don't right, have Mark so, here. so like, Oh, Mark, yeah, Mark's the master. Mark He's actually everything. read the Bible. Right, Mark has, wow, knows everything really about the Bible. the Bible. Mark has read it over oh, and over yeah, again. Oh, yeah, Mark's he, really into – He was in prison yeah. for nine years, so he had plenty of time to read. <laughs> well, the, the – Pope, the Pope is, Christ, is, is God's Christ representative on earth, okay? He, ha, he is the leader of our faith, okay? He, in, in actuality, in, in spiritual actuality, he is the leader of all people. Um, the Pope is no, protected by the Holy Spirit in only faith and morals. Those are the two things we have to trust him, that he is being led by the Spirit to believe in, and to believe in fully. Now, the Catholicism comes with rules, okay? Yeah, like the, no, uh, like the ones for priests that say they can't get married? Absolutely. Is that still in effect? Absolutely. Don't you feel that that's kind of, oh, I don't know, really outdated and kind of bad in, the way, in that it might actually encourage uh, pedophilia? But, uh, but it wasn't a pedophilia problem, Ian. It was a homosexual problem, okay? So those priests who were engaged in, in, in illicit behavior... W- wouldn't get married uh, to a heterosexual marriage anyway. What do you have to say to uh, you know the fact that these priests that were engaging in pedophilia were just transferred to other churches? First of all, it wasn't pedophilia, okay? What was it Ped- then? It was, it was, I thought they were molesting pe- kids. Well, it, it was teenagers, okay? And yes, I don't know kids, about so that, but okay. Is a different category. I agree okay? with you. If it was teenagers, then okay. I agree with you. But that's not what I, that's, okay. those weren't well, the stories that, I had that's heard. That's what it is. If you look at the facts, that's what it was, okay? Okay. And, and what do I agree with? I, I think it was wrong, as do as probably does 99.9% of the Catholics that... Uh, well, why didn't the Pope step in? I mean, if he's a man of God, and that's because, like against he's God. Not, he's, not, he's not clairvoyant. I mean, he's... But shouldn't... You've know, you okay. got to understand something, okay? Yeah. When Jesus... You know, you know the story of the Bible, right? Jesus picked 12 apostles, right? Okay. And one turned on him, right? Judas, one turned him in, right? Mm-hmm. So okay? I've heard. So Jesus told us, you know, told us after after the Bread of Life discourse... Did I did I not pick twelve of you and one of you is a devil? Okay, so he showed us that that you got to remember priests are human too, Mar- uh, Ian. Yes, they're not perfect. They don't have no, you know, they have a special grace for their priesthood, but they're not they're not they're not. I mean, actually, the evil forces are more driven towards them or or attracted to them. Because of their priesthood. You know, Craig, I have no problem with you going to church and you believing what you want to believe and having an organized religion for yourself. That's totally your business. And as long as you're a man who will not enforce your morality on others at the threat of violence, you and I have no qualms. We have no issues. So, I mean, I understand that you're, you're taken aback when we talk about organized religion in not a po- positive manner on this program. But uh, we're people who have had negative experiences with organized religion and uh, that we have things to say about about it, so uh, you know, we're not going to oh, stay quiet about in, it. In, that's fine, brother. But what I'm saying here, in the larger picture, in the bigger context, is we want this libertarian thing to grow. Correct? Sure. So you can't be dissing people who who want to believe and, and participate in the libertarian experience. 
you know, just be, you know, you're doing. I think you're, you're taking doing, it too you're personally, doing man. Racism, I th- no, I think you're taking it too personally, Craig. I think no, that uh, you dude, think we're dissing you. Man. You think we're I dissing do. you when, in fact, we're just dissing on the organized religion concept. That's all. And if that's what your thing is, then that's your business. If you've got more, hang on. I'll bring it back. I'll bring it back, Craig. Hang on. 800-259-9231. Julia, you've had some experience with organized religion. Will you tell us about some of it? Sure. We'll come back more on the way. It's Free Talk Live. One of the bonuses you'll get as a Free Talk Live amplifier is access to our classic archives. For just $3 a month, you can become an amplifier, and you'll help us get on more radio stations and MP3 players. Get the details at amp.freetalklive.com. That's amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. The toll-free number is 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those, including live streams. We've got a broadband version of the show, as well as a dial-up version and webcam, all totally free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Did you know that over 35% of IT admins admit to snooping through their boss's email? Shouldn't your business email be secure? PrivacyHarbor.com is an email alternative that's private and confidential guaranteed. PrivacyHarbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's PrivacyHarbor.com. As we continue, Craig is still on the line in New York. Uh, Craig, we continue the discussion here. You were expressing your outrage, or at least you're somewhat being upset at the fact. Frustration. The frustration. Craig, are you still there? I heard a lot of clicking yeah, and, I did too. and crashing. And... Mm-hmm. Craig, you're there. Yeah. Okay, great. Uh, so you're, you're expressing your frustration uh, at the fact that Free Talk Live tends to have uh, hosts on the air who are in no way in love with organized religion, and you believe that that is detrimental uh, to bringing new people into the liberty movement. And what would you suggest, uh, Craig, as far as, well, I don't know, Making the show more compatible with uh, deeply, deeply religious, organized religion types like yourself. Well, what I, I suggest just uh, stop dissing. Basically, you know what I'm saying. I mean, we all understand there's there's a segment that you know there's a there's a large atheist population. Well, not large, but you guys are being vocal now. I'm not an atheist. You're not an atheist. Julia might be. I don't know what she considers herself. I consider but. myself not religious. I wouldn't even call myself an atheist. So I'm not I an atheist. Yourself an atheist. So I'm you a, don't believe in nothing. I'm a pantheist. Right. I don't believe. I don't care. Really, is the way to describe it. I feel like with when I meet other atheists, a lot of them are really into like spreading atheist. atheism and letting other people know that there is no God. And for me, the thought just doesn't ever really cross my mind. I don't think about religion ever. Or the lack of religion, I just don't care. That's a I, shame. I guess. Well, your, your, your theory is that this is it, huh? Come oh. what may? Well, it may or may not be it, but I'm certainly not going to waste, if it is it, I'm certainly not going to waste it by not doing what I want. I Look, mean, I have a set of morals and stuff like that. I just, I just where don't. Where those morals come from? Um, experiences and how the I feel is right or wrong. I I was actually raised Catholic, but. Ah, and then you see, actually went to a Mormon church. Yeah, then I went to a Mormon church for a little while, and uh-huh. then I became an atheist, and I was like 15 then, and then now I just classify myself as not religious. And how old are you now? 20, I'm going to be 24 in like two days, actually. And how old are you, Ian? Uh, 28. So you guys are young pups yet. 
<laughs> I guess. Craig, how old are you since we're going around I'm, I'm the circle? I'm a young 45. Okay. Well, let's talk briefly about organized religion and why it is I have a problem with it. I don't have a problem with people being religious. I mean, technically, I am religious in that I am a pantheist and I have a certain set of beliefs that is, uh, you know, it's, it's, it is a religious set of beliefs. Um, so I don't have a problem with religion or the idea of believing in some sort of supreme being. I don't have a problem with any of that. What I have a problem with is organized religion and, and its history of uh, oppression. I mean, organized religion used to be the government, essentially. I mean, before we had the, the sort of powerful, uh, I- this imperial government that we have today, in the past, it was organized religion that owned the land. And organized religion was, it was I mean, there's no doubt about this in my mind, was instituted to control people, Craig. And I believe that it still exists for that purpose. It belie- it, it exists for the purpose of, uh, of giving people this, uh, this moral code, because for whatever reason they can't figure it out on their own what's right and what's wrong and then using that excuse to say well you uh, here you follow these uh, diktats or these edicts and you must follow these as well look if you want to get to the the happy land the heaven the the fun place when you die instead of the the burning eternal uh, torment then you must do what we say and whatever they say is not based on any sort of word of god it's based on some other men and what they decided was was right and what they decided uh, was a Appropriate for people to do, uh, and so, or it seems to me that organized religion has always existed to control mankind. And as somebody who doesn't appreciate being controlled, I can't have any real appreciation for organized religion. I do appreciate believing in something. I do appreciate perhaps believing in something of a of a higher power than you. I, I appreciate all those things. I appreciate spirituality and and uh, you know and and whatever it is that you think is important in life and doing that. But I don't appreciate what I the the vibe that I get from organized religion and that vibe is well, maybe, that maybe maybe and you just don't understand or you haven't if you haven't studied enough to understand the origin of organized Well, here's what I understand, Craig. I understand that the organized religions all believe they've got it right. And there are so many of them out there. They all believe that it's their way or the highway, that you well, either follow the their reason. doctrine or you are going to some evil, terrible place. I mean, that's with not reason. what they all say. But with the, reason, Ian. With reason. I mean, look. With reason. I mean, I mean, look, look at it this way, okay? Jesus Christ, out of all, all of all the purported gods and all the other faiths on this earth, right at this time, okay? Jesus Christ was the only God that was prophetically told was going to come to Earth, okay? Six thousand years, the Jewish tradition. Proved. How do you know that? Have you researched all of the other gods in mankind's history? Well, the, the ones of the major faiths. Yes, I have. The ones in the major sure, yeah. faiths that exist today, but what about the one, the uh, the faiths that existed a couple thousand years ago? What about well, what those faiths that, back then? What, what about their matter? gods? What does that matter? If you if you believe in Jesus Christ and you believe in the resurrection, everything else doesn't matter. Well, I don't believe in Jesus Christ. Well, there are people that believe that I, if you. I believe that there may have really been a person named Jesus with long hair who I I mean I don't know, but I. I don't I don't believe that he was had any sort of special powers but some people do and some people and believe that's fine. things but we're talking about what Ian's talking about is the basis of organized religion right. and how and how they believe that their doctrine is true you know now you can believe that honestly, as a person what, and that's fine and I will and I will I will go to I will go to great lengths uh to discuss it with you and and show you and show you the visible uh, tangible miracles that God has left on Earth. To show <laughs> the us miracles. That he's real. Okay. Well, you know. 
you know, you could talk about miracles and we can also talk about the Holocaust as well. I mean, we could go back and forth on this forever. But the fact is, there are different religions besides Jesus-based religions in the world, and they believe differently than the Jesus-based religions. Who are you to say, Craig, that your religion is right and their religion is wrong? And uh, and conversely, who are they to say that their religion is right and your religion is wrong? That there's this never-ending battle between these various different religions to uh, to recruit, and really, it's just... Ian, let me ask you a question. What other religion, okay, what other religion are you talking about? There's only really three faiths, okay, that has a God. Buddha doesn't have a God. Buddha is a way. Buddhism, okay? Mm -hmm. You have the Muslim faith, you have the Jewish tradition, you have Christianity. What else do you have, unless you want to talk about the great God? There are various different sects. What other faith? I am not a religious expert, man, but I know there are thousands of variations on those religions that you mentioned, and they all have different doctrine. They all have no, different they beliefs. Don't have the, they do. I mean, they say if you do certain things, and you'll you'll you know you'll go to hell, and if you uh, if yeah. you do things you know differently, what that, my problem with religion God, is is God. all the rules, man. I can't have sex before marriage. Like I could go on and on about the tomes of rules that just. Kind right. of sound and if like you they do, you'll burn. Life down. You'll burn in hell, Julia, look, if you do. But, but, but see, okay, look, look, look. I mean, yes, okay. And let me talk a little bit so I can have a di- so I can have a dialogue. You've got you, a limited okay? amount of time, but go ahead. That's fine. Okay. Yes, there's rules. You have kids, right, Ian? Uh, no, I have, have a, a Kit Kat. Okay. Well, when you have kids, <laughs> do you want? Are you going to have rules in your house that your kids have to live by? Of course, I would have rules in okay. my house. So now. God created the human beings, correct? That's what you believe. Okay, that's what I believe. Jesus Christ came to earth, okay, to tell us to have a relationship to call God the creator, Father, Abba, okay? Daddy, we are to have a relationship like that (laughs) with God the creator, okay? We are to look to him as our father, okay? That's what you say. Every father has rules to live by. He made the rules. Right, okay. but see, now I've grown up, and I don't like my dad's rules, and I moved out, and uh, like I don't. So what's going to happen to Julia? By your personal, Catholic beliefs, Craig, what will happen? That is a personal to... decision that you can that you can make. Now, wait, but Craig, Craig, is the Catholic? We're out of time for you, my friend. But one more question for you, if you're still there. Okay. Uh, does the Catholic religion say that Julia is going to go burn in hell because she had sex before she was married? With, with, without forgiveness, yes. Interesting. Thanks for the call tonight. 800-259-9231. How could you uh, want to be involved in some I, sort of yeah, organization I, I, like that? Because it's not based on anything. It's just based on control. More yeah. coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can shop with us. And if you're looking to buy computer parts, you can shop over at newegg.freetalklive.com. I was just there tonight, as a matter of fact. need to get a new router. Uh, Only have one in the house, and if the router goes bad, you need to have another one to replace it if you're doing what we're doing. So I bought myself a brand new router, and it was on sale. And they're apparently having a free shipping sale. I don't know if it's free shipping on everything. I didn't look closely enough, but free shipping on a lot of stuff. I love free shipping. When sites offer that, that's... It's a good selling point. Over at newegg.freetalklive.com. So when you enter Newegg through that link, Free Talk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. And also, amazon.freetalklive.com. For everything else you need in life, Amazon sells it. And we get a good percentage from Amazon if you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. Let's continue with your phone calls and talk to Rodney listening to KBYO-FM in Louisiana. Hello, Rodney. Rodney? Hello, hello. You are on the air. What's on your mind? 
Hey, I, you know, I was listening to you guys, and um, this is my first time calling in, and I thought this was a very interesting open conversation. Yes, sir. And uh, I just want to kind of get up to speed. You guys don't believe that there is one God created of everything? Well, you know, that's uh, Julia, you want to answer that question first, and then I'll answer it, because I think Julia and I have slightly different beliefs. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe that at face value, no. I also do not spend a lot of time thinking about it, and I, I don't really care. I believe that uh, as a pantheist, uh, I believe that everything is God. I mean, if, if I'm going to be using that term, I believe that essentially the universe is God, that there's not some sort of monotheistic uh, father figure God up in the sky right. determining what's right and what is wrong. I think that all that is you know that it, that is god essentially everything that you see is god there's no consciousness necessarily to it uh there's not somebody making a decision as to what you've done whether it's right or wrong there's no no sets um scripture of rules that you need to follow uh, i think that uh, th- th- i don't even know that that answers your question that essentially all that is the universe is god does that make sense uh okay so do you believe in evolution um yes I, I mean, I guess. I mean, I'm not really a real adherent to it. I, I'm, I don't know a lot about it, but I, th- I think that there's something to the idea that uh, that essentially that uh, the creatures just essentially went in certain directions based on a variety of different environmental factors. I think that there's something to that. So I mean, it seems like you don't know a lot about either one. Yes, I'm a talk show host. I know a little bit about everything. Okay. All right. So with with evolution, it it seems to me that there is an ongoing uh, existence of this world, that it's been here for billions and billions of years, whereas the Bible preaches or teaches that this earth has been around for about 6,000 years. Yeah, I'm pretty sure science has uh, disproven that claim, but yes, that is what, as, as I understand it, that is the case. Well, you know, I don't know that science has proved that because... Even with the um, archaeologists and all of that, they even pay people to put a timer on it. A timer as on to it? how old this thing is. Well, carbon dating, uh, from what I can tell, is a pretty accurate way to figure out uh, how old things are. Well, I've heard that uh, even with um, things that they find, um, they can pay to date them. I'm not sure what that means. They, what, does that mean they hire somebody to figure out how old it is? Well, they hire them and tell them how old they want it to be. I see where you're coming from. I, I suppose that's possible, but, but considering uh, we I, have comp- competition in the realm of science, uh, I'm sure that uh, you know, if somebody made a claim on, something's, uh, on how long it, something has been around and somebody didn't believe it, they could test it for themselves and come up with their own uh, determination. Yeah, and something else I heard. You know, uh, it speaks about uh, Noah, um, a day when, you know, this whole earth was underwater. And that, you know, there was only one family that... You can't bring up Noah out. unless Mark is here. Well, I mean, oh, uh, go ahead with your point about <laughs> Noah. I'd like to hear but, what you have to say. But there, there's a thing um, where, you know, they're finding a lot of things in high ground uh, still, like in <laughs> places like Wyoming and places like that, um, that look like it may have escaped from a flood. Um, uh, even in, uh, in Alabama, the Chia Mountain, the highest point in all of Alabama, uh, they know that that area has been underwater and that they found seashells up there. 
Well, again, I mean, I don't know uh, what you're referring to. I mean, I'm going to take your word for it, uh, presuming it's all true. I mean, again, you were you were being skeptical of what the scientists could do, and I'll be equally as skeptical of what your you know religious scientists will do. I mean, it's very very well possible they planted the shells there. And, I don't know. Uh, I don't well, have an answer and, for and you. And here's something else. Even with the the uh, uh, if I were to take your right leg and bury it. Um, and then take your other leg and soak it in salt water. Um, let's just say for, I don't know, a couple of months. Um, if I take it and then bury it, and then I dig both of them up a year later, the archaeologist will get a different time period for each one. Now, the one with the salt, they may say it's, I don't know, a thousand years old. They can't be sure. I, uh, Something that the salt. Yeah, I'm pretty sure carbon dating, more. carbon 14 dating, is pretty accurate. I mean, I'm no scientist, so I can't speak from true expertise here. But I'm pretty sure that you know, mm-hmm. you cut open that bone and you date it from the inside with the carbon 14 dating process, and you'll get an accurate date as to how old it is. Maybe I'm wrong about that, and maybe some of our more scientific listeners can call in to either verify what you're saying or to completely, uh, di- you know, disprove whatever it is you're saying. This is an open format show, and anybody really can call about anything. But uh, mm-hmm. I think there's also a possibility that what you're dealing with here is uh, essentially uh, there's a certain bias, confirmation bias that people have when they have a belief system. And as many religious people do, they want to find evidence to support their belief system and will ignore all of the evidence that opposes their belief system. And mm-hmm. if you want to talk about the Noah story, I mean, it's one of the most absurd stories in the Bible. Are you a literalist? Do you believe that the Bible is actually literal in its uh, interpretation? Or is it something that should be uh, analyzed and, and thought about and, and looked at and, and interpreted differently than it's actually written? Well, is there like symbolism? Yes. So you don't believe literally? Do you believe that uh, that Noah built a big old ship, found two of each animal, put them on there, and floated around for a while? Well, like I say, I think there's evidence of that already. So well, you believe you, literally that that happened? And maybe I, mean, I and, missed something, but what I heard you state evidence of was a flood, which is not evidence of some guy building a boat and putting animals on it. Well, the well, the whole world being covered with water would okay. be some evidence of. You know, what the Bible says is that there was a flood and everybody on the earth died except for the people in the ark. Well, so I, it's I, just, it's well I, crazy. I mean, I just don't see as what you said as evidence of that necessarily. I see that as evidence of a flood or water one time being above the mountains in America. So you believe that uh, the, the, the entirety of the world's population was started by the people that were on Noah's ship? Or restarted? Yeah. Yes. Well, actually, I believe that this world started with Adam and Eve. But then they restarted it with the the Noah ship people, basically. I mean, I mean, here's the thing. You're, <laughs> you we're, we're really talking about how, how many ways do you know that this world has been started? One is evolution. The other one is the Bible. But it could be something what, what that we just there? don't know. It could be something else. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 know, I like but, the but evolution saying, idea, what, what but I'm not an inherent. That that we know of, there's only two, right? Well. I think that lots of people have lots of different theories. I think that so, there are... So evolution is the Big Bang Theory. No, Whereas, there are several... I think there are there, several yeah, theories are of, as to how the... You're talking about... You're, you're confusing evolution with uh, the, how the universe started. I mean, evolution is just, as, as I understand it, a theory as to how different species adapt over time to the uh, their circumstances and their environment. Yeah, uh, that, and you're talking about the theories... Monkeys. 
you're talking about you're talking about the theories uh, in regards to the universe uh, beginning, and uh, you know there are a variety of different ones uh, for them out there. I mean, Big Bang is one of them, but I believe there are some others. And I, I hope that some of our more scientific listeners will call in here with a few things to say because I you know I didn't pay attention in science class. I thank you for the call. I appreciate hearing from you. Eight, right. Yep, eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. I hope that this topic dies because I really hate religious topics. Well, well, so far though, all we've gotten is calls from the religious people and nobody has called in to really defend uh you know the, the more sciencey aspects of things so uh you know if you if you want you're welcome to at 800-259-9231 we go to mike in arizona mike you're on free talk live mike in arizona going once mike hello, hello mike you're on the air hi my friend um my son lawrence told me to call into this show and he said um you guys are a bunch of libertarians and i was uh, listening to your show and uh, I was really, um, really, really excited when, when Barack Obama won, and I just wanted to see what you guys thought about the mandatory service. Oh, national service. This sounds like an awful idea. Are you excited about that? Yeah, I'm actually, I'm, I'm really excited about mandatory I, service. I want you to tell me why. Yeah. I don't know if I believe you. I want you to tell me why here in moments. Hang on. We'll bring, uh, we'll bring Mike back in hour number three. And you can bring up anything at 800-259-9231. I'm sure I was wrong about some of the things I suggested about uh, evolution or the Big Bang. Or So if you want to correct me, please do that. Uh, this is Free Talk Live, Hour 3, coming up. Hey, podcast listeners. I've been working with a couple of advertisers who have concerns about the ages of our podcast listenership. Generally, the younger the person, the more likely they are to fill out a survey. We need to counteract this trend. Please. Take a moment to go to survey.freetalklive.com and let us know your age and sex. That's survey.freetalklive.com, especially if you're over 25. This is Free Talk Live. We are launching into hour number three of the program, and you can bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number at 800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that's freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Mike in Arizona. You are on Free Talk Live, and you say that uh, you'd asked us at the very end of the, the last program. You just came on the air at the end of the hour, or the, not the last program, the end of last hour. You asked, uh, you know, how we felt about this whole national service program that uh, Obama has has proposed, uh, which will mandate. Uh, and I, there are a few different proposals on the table, but essentially it'll mandate that all young people in America will have to work for the government for like a certain amount of time. And you say you are in favor of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why? Well, I just think America today, especially the youth, are so apathetic. I just it doesn't seem like they they care. And like you look at America, and we're so rich and and we're so selfish and, and greedy, and it just it doesn't seem right for us when the rest of the world is is, is so in, you know poor. And we should be doing something to help them. And and if, if if the government doesn't step in and force us to do something good, then then people are just going to continue to be evil and selfish. First of all, I don't believe that you actually believe that. Um, just the way you're talking makes it sound like you're, I don't know, being facetious, maybe. Maybe that's not the right word. Well, why, well let's say he does believe it, Julia. Okay. What would you say to him? Well, I kind of laughed when he was talking about, um, well, uh, there's so many things I could say on this. First of all, so, because you, see, he's laughing. Yeah, he's laughing. And I heard him burp earlier. Yeah. Why Thanks for the call, Mike. Too? He was probably getting to that point, but yeah, go I'm, ahead I'm with your point. Sure. Let's, let's, let's say, let's take him seriously. Right. Someone just wrote in the chat room here, 
government can make people care. And I know that's a sarcastic <laughs> statement. And that's just what I was thinking while he was saying his spiel, which I knew was not what he really believed. Yeah. I was thinking to myself, you know, you're going to fix a problem like that with government. You really think government is going to make people more responsible I would say that part of the problem we have with children being less responsible today, um, and this is based on my experience on hiring high school kids to to work for for me, essentially, yeah, is that there's too much government. We need less government to make. I think government has dumbed people down and helped to make kids less responsible. I think you're absolutely right, and I think there's uh, plenty of evidence for it, and I'm sure John Taylor Gatto will be talking about that at the upcoming Liberty Forum in early March. And, I mean, just look, I'm sorry, the the, the idea that uh, people are selfish and so therefore they should be forced right. to work for the government for a period of time, and that's going to, what, stop and them from being selfish? And he's talking about helping starving children in Africa. Is part of the National Service Program going to be going to Africa to feed people? Because I don't see how... I mean, well, they're talking about, about homeland security, uh, though they are also talking about the Peace Corps. I think the Peace Corps might go and do stuff like that. I don't really know what they do. I'm not sure exactly, but uh, but they are talking about expanding various different government bureaucracies. But mostly, they're talking about at home stuff. They're talking about make civilian homeland security. More responsibility. How about we start by getting rid of some of the stupid work laws for minors and minimum wage laws? Because right now in New Hampshire. Minimum wage is, I believe, 725. It will be 750 in January, and it is not worth hiring a kid who has never had a job before at 750 because they're not worth it. They usually suck at working. Um, so that's something that makes kids. It makes it harder for teenagers to get jobs. So we get these kids in who are 18, 20, 22, 24. Even was one of the ones I fired recently. Um, never had a job in his life. Mm, wow. Because government schools taught him that he should go to college instead and make something of himself. And now he has a degree in music and he's an alcoholic and he can't hold a job. Awesome. And his parents hold his pants up. That's amazing. And I see that over and over and over again. So I think we need less government if we want to talk about people becoming more responsible. I think we need less handouts. Right. You don't, uh, you don't encourage people to appreciate volunteerism by forcing them to do things. You don't uh that just doesn't work that way. You don't you don't get people to respect the people that they're helping if they're going to if they're allegedly going to help people like you work at a soup right. kitchen or like something like that. Like any time I've ever done community service for example, I've done it to get the hours done. I don't care what I'm doing. I do a very minimal job just to get right. the hours done so I can turn in my court papers and not be in trouble. But when I was younger and I had more time on my hands, I used to, just on my own, I used to volunteer for the Humane Society because I liked puppies and kitties and I wanted to help out in any way that I could. And I actually enjoyed doing that work. I actually cared and put put some effort into it. Right, because you had some motivation. You were inspired to do that. You felt like that was something you wanted to do. And so you made it yours. You made that volunteer experience yours from beginning to end. Whereas if you are forced into some sort of government make-work program, it's not real volunteering, number one. And, yeah. and and so that's going to result in people not having a you're, real appreciation you're for the what they're doing. Of the word volunteering. I mean, you're, what you're talking about is not volunteering because you're forcing people to do it. There's nothing voluntary about that at all. 
So the whole national service program, it's just more bureaucratization of America. It's teaching kids that being a bureaucrat is good because it's not about going and working for a soup kitchen. It's not about going and... Someone, by the way, on the chat room says that I've done too much community service for such a young lady. I'd like to point out that I've done community service for the government twice. I'd like to point out that you need to close the chat room while you're on the air. Please. It's distracting. Uh, I'm not typing. I understand that, but it could distract you. Please do that. 800-259-9231. That's the number, and we're going to your phone calls about what you want. It's Phil in Mount Jackson listening to WSVG. Hello, Phil. Hey, how are you doing this evening? Hey, what's on your mind, Phil? Um, well, I was going to talk about the religious thing at the, before the last break, but when I heard this guy talk about how great the idea is of forcing charitable work upon the youth of America, I, I nearly hung up the phone in disgust. Um, really, when when the idea of forcible uh, chari- forcible charity becomes such a great idea? Well, you know, it, that- it happened over the last year, and I, I agree with you. I think it's awful, um, but it happened over the last year. They had this Service Nation organization pop up out of nowhere. Uh, Time Magazine is behind it, and a number of other companies are are supporting it. Uh, and they're they're doing a huge push for this so-called national service. I prefer to call it national slavery. And it was something they got together with uh, both Barack Obama and John McCain on September 11th, of course. And they had this very large, uh, I guess, powwow where the politicos got together and they patted each other on the back. And they, you know, they both talked about how they both agreed that national service was really important. And so, so we knew that either way uh, the the election came out, whether it was in, uh, you know, John. McCain's favor or in Obama's favor, we knew that the National Service Program was going to be continued uh, to be pushed heavily, and indeed it is. So this is the direction things are moving in, and in case you aren't aware, uh, let me give you a a quick briefing here, uh, Phil, on what they're planning on doing at this moment. They're planning on essentially bringing in the young people into the fold. Uh, Essentially, middle schoolers, high schoolers, college-age kids will all be forced to work a certain number of hours for the government uh, on, I think it's, it might be uh, every year, or it might be just once during their high school term. I'm not sure what the exact proposal is, but they're going after the youth of America to start with. Well, here's the thing that I find amazing. I've, I've heard clips here and there, but the idea just turns me off completely. I mean, I like the idea of kids going out there and getting involved and helping their community early on their own. I think it's great when, when they be, I think it's great when you develop someone's social awareness on their own. Right. You don't have the government come in and do it. But here's what I uh, find very interesting about it. If you ever dealt with a high school or middle or late middle school, high school age kid, and I was one not too long ago, um, I remember if I was ever forced to do something, if I didn't feel like going to church that day, but my parents made me go to church, it was like, all right. And, you know, you you don't really put any kind of harder effort into it. And now we're going to sign up and we're going to force a bunch of middle and high school age kids to do work. And basically they're going to do it without any heart, without any conviction. So that's just going to be a huge waste of tax dollars anyway. Absolutely. And, and and as you say, if you're forced to do it, you don't have a real appreciation for what it is that you're doing. And we had somebody call in who, uh, not tonight, but we'd had them call in the past on this issue, who has worked at like a soup kitchen or whatever. And they pointed out that, well, as somebody who is running the soup kitchen, why would I want to have a bunch of high schoolers come in who don't want to be there? Then I just have to be managing kids that don't even want to be there. I mean, Julia, at least 
obsessed with your job. They want the job. They've come in on their own to get well, the they job. They want the money. They don't really want the job. But, I mean, you have enough trouble with them. Imagine dealing with a bunch of kids that were coming into work for two weeks and, uh, you know, they didn't even care why they were there. They were just being forced to be there. It's just a terrible idea. But look look forward to hearing more about this from the, uh, the government in the upcoming months. Thanks for the call. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away. So enjoy those on us, uh, including the bulletin board system with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about there. Serious issues to fun stuff. You'll find it all free over at bbs.freetalklive.com. That's bbs.freetalklive.com. And SACL CAI has a full-orbed approach to account recovery. It's really three companies in one. They do collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL knows the way they treat your customer reflects on you. Their staff is respectful. They record every call, and they have the best equipment money can buy. So your business is handled as efficiently as possible. See their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. Your call's about what you want. We go to Paula in Florida. Paula, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi. Hey, what's on your I, mind tonight, Paula? Well, there's a few things. I want to thank you for what you're doing about this liberty thing. I wish more people would listen to you. I mean, I've been calling around trying to get this done, you know, here in Florida. And uh, anyway, there's a couple other things. This thing about the spanking and all and the paddling and all that. Yeah, the, the paddling in the schools. Over 200,000 yeah. students uh, were, were beaten yeah. In their government schools. Yeah, well, my one brother, year. when we were in school, he got paddled. It's what they do. They would call your parents before, and they had the wooden paddle, and it had like little holes in it. It was yep. like a little round uh, paddle <laughs> with a handle. And so anyway, my brother had done something, and they had to paddle him, and he never did it again. And then my dad, I mean, we got spanked, and I mean, he was a doctor. He was very cool. He would take us into the bathroom. He'd sit there. He, on it, he'd put you over his knees, you know, and he'd give you a couple of swats with a belt on your butt. You know, not too hard, you know, just enough to make a point, you know. And, uh, but I, mean, I think the really, point that you make when you spank kids is that violence solves problems. I think that's the unspoken well, it point. Well, you, I, though, not to do it again. I, well, but, but, well, Paula, I mean, I did things that my parents Did you get didn't. spanked more than once? Huh? Did you get spanked more than yeah. once? Yeah. Oh, okay. But, I mean, the thing is, though, I mean, it was never anything violent, you know. It's probably, I mean, he didn't lose it or anything. But the, but it's it just, is violence. I mean, hitting well, people is, is violence. Is, though, God tells you, you do not spare the rod with your child. Well, God I realize that. that another reason why I'm not a big fan of uh, organized religion is they've, uh, <laughs> well, the you know, they Well, the thing is, though, look, the thing is, if it's explained to you before something happens, okay, what you did wrong, okay, and just get a couple little swats, I mean, that, that sort of makes the point to, you know, that you've done wrong and you have to be spanked, and then you don't do it again. You know, it makes sense, Paula, that you are advocating for spanking because you were spanked as a kid. It does tend no. that a lot of people who were spanked as children do continue to advocate for spanking into their adult years, and I think it's because they want to believe that it is an appropriate way to deal with, uh, to deal with uh, children that are acting out, and I don't believe that it is for a moment. I understand I that it could be worse. I understand he could have used a closed fist, uh, and that would have been a little worse, no doubt about it, uh, but hitting your kids is still hitting your kids, and it teaches them that 
that violence solves problems, and then the cycle of violence continues with their kids. I mean, Paula, did you ever it's wonder not how? Really violent, it is to me though. Uh, and did did you ever wonder how parents could raise kids without actually raising their hand to them? It's well, possible. We, we never did anything. I mean, you know, when we got punished, what we did, I mean, you know, when you do something wrong, God tells you you have to, you know, there's punishment for it. And, I mean, the thing is you have to, God's laws, you have to follow. That's all there is. <laughs> I didn't know that it was one of God's laws uh, yeah, that you had to, you to actually beat your children. Rod. He says you do not spare the rod with your children. Or you spoil them. I, and I don't no, know. not spoil them. You've got to teach them right from wrong. I thought it was spare the rod or spoil the child. I thought that was the phrase. Well, in a way you would, but I mean, the thing is, though, you have to teach right from wrong. Well, what you do is you, <laughs> there are more ways than just uh, lashing well, out, yeah, I mean, there's other Paula. ways, too, but I mean, that was just one part of it. I mean, like, you know, taking something, a, a privilege away from that's a child. That's the most, I think that's one of the more effective ways. I'm glad well, that you mentioned it, because I was about to bring it up. Not. It's according to the child. Every child's personality is different. Yeah, and I mean, it's just a, you know they may not care really that you take something away from them. I mean, it's just according to who that you know the way the child is. But the thing is, though, God says you do not spare the rod. All right, Paula, thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Hey, look, I want to make something clear on the spanking issue. If you want to spank your kids, that's your business. They're your kids. You won't ever hear anything from me about it. I'm not somebody that wants to ban you from uh, from doing that. I think it's wrong. Uh, I would not really want to necessarily um, have my kids maybe associating with yours as a result of that. I don't know how I would... Uh, I don't as think a parent, that. I think that's a little rash. Well, I don't know how I would choose to ostracize parents that decided to do that to their kids, but I wouldn't want my kids being over at their house and well, them I can tell you, spanking I, I my don't know. kids. I was a kid more recently than you, and if my parents ever said to me, you can't go over to his house because he spank your kids, I'd be so mad, I'd go over there anyway. You, I, Well, I don't know if you'd be that mad at like age five or age four. You probably wouldn't have that at much... Age- I don't you know, wouldn't have man. that much mental ability to be that, that mad about that at Guess that age. Guess I was age. smarter than you at age five. Maybe you were. Uh, you probably are smarter than me now. But um, uh, my point here is that as a parent, you get to decide who you know your kids. I spend understand, time with. and I didn't listen. First of all, yeah. And second of all, it always made me mad if it was for the reason that somebody's parents spanked their kids. That's the most re- that punishing your kid for that. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, I don't know if I would want my kid to end up being spanked by those people. I don't think anybody's parents spank other people's kids. That you don't think? Slightly ludicrous. I don't know what other people's parents do. And you don't think your kids would come home and say they spanked me? I would hope that they would. That you are know, crazy. Julia. I'm just trying to think of some ways to ostracize those people. Well, I think it's like wrong what they do to, to their make kids. Make your kid hate you. Okay, well, come up with something better then. What do you got? Well, I wouldn't be friends maybe with people who spank their kids. I don't know. Well, don't you have to kind of know the parents of the of your you know of your kids' friends? I mean, we're talking about younger kids. We're talking about four, five, Why? six. Why is that? What you think? When you think people stop spanking their kids? Because I know people who were 12 and got spanked. So. And if my parents Why? ever said, you can't hang out because they spank their kids, I would pretty much tell them where to stick. Yeah. Yeah, I see where you're and coming from And I would resent them. Like, it seems like you're punishing your kid for their friend's parents spanking them. That's retarded. So you're saying just not be friends with uh, those parents. That right. would be enough? Okay. I guess. I mean, I don't really know what would be an effective way to ostracize children or parents who do that. But to me, that seems like punishing your kid... Because the kid doesn't understand stuff like that. 
Okay, good point. Uh, we'd love your thoughts at 800-259. sounds retarded. That's 1-800-259-9231. That is the number. You can bring up anything. I just feel like there's uh, something really wrong with spanking kids, and I'd love to have some other ideas as to how to, uh, to ostracize those parents who engage in it, because clearly young people can be raised in households where spanking is not utilized, and it doesn't result in spoiling your child. I don't believe that avoiding violence is in any way spoiling your child. I think spoiling your child is buying them a bunch of crap and uh, essentially letting them get away with anything they want to get away with and not having any sort of rules whatsoever for them. I think that might be considered spoiling your child. But avoiding violence, I think that's something that people should strive for. I think people should strive to uh, to avoid raising their hand to their children because it does teach the wrong thing. It, teach them, it teaches them that violence solves problems, and it doesn't. I mean, the, the studies show that it doesn't really solve those problems, and you can see that. In, uh, you can see that evidenced by the par- the parents that go to spanking every time. I mean, th- there are certain parents that say they only spank as a last resort, and some of them we know that's not true, where they, they spank a lot. I've seen them do it in public to their kids. And if your kids, if spanking is so effective, why do you have to keep doing it? Why did, does your kid keep acting out if spanking works? 1-800-259-9231. You can bring up anything. Coming up, a cough drop dealer. Got busted. We'll explain in moments. It's Free Talk Live. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market, and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, And those features include the bulletin board system, the archives, the updates. We give it all away. So head over to freetalklive.com and enjoy. All right, so you can call in about anything. Uh, We go to... Quick story here out of Florida. A little bit of good news. It's not It's not very often this happens, but sometimes it can. Uh, let's see. Riviera Beach is where the story is from, where a judge has decided that a law banning sagging pants in this town is unconstitutional after a teenager spent a night in jail on accusations he exposed too much of his underwear. Julius Hart, 17, was charged last week after an officer said he spotted the teenager riding his bicycle with four to five inches of blue and black boxer shorts revealed. Hart's public defender, Carol Bickerstaff, urged a judge Monday to strike down the sagging pants law, telling him, Your Honor... We now have the fashion police. Circuit Judge Paul Moyle ruled the law was unconstitutional based on the limited facts of the case. Technically, however, the charge hasn't yet been dropped. A new arraignment uh, awaits Hart. Voters in Riviera Beach approved the law in March, and a first, of- a first, a first offense carries a $150 fine for community service, and habitual offenders face the possibility of jail time. Bickerstaff said she wants the city to drop the law regardless of whether anyone dislikes low-riding pants. She said, the first time I saw this particular fashion, I disliked it, she told the judge. And then I realized, I'm getting old. And indeed, it is certainly a young person's fashion, uh, the idea of wearing pants fairly low on oneself. Uh, I, I find it kind of tacky myself. It looks stupid, and it cannot possibly com- be comfortable to have pants. your pants line be across your wiener. 
<laughs> yeah, I, I guess. I've never I mean, tried it. I probably is pretty uncomfortable. There are kids at school who wear this, and I always have to tell uh, them to pull their pants up at work. But you can see their entire butt. Like, you can see the curve yeah. of their butt, which means that essentially their pants line is is, is right, right straight across their crotch, right? That is A, guess, not yeah. comfortable, and B, looks dumb. But some but, of the girls like it, right? I mean, that's what they, they like. Obviously, they they must like it because that's why they do it. The guys are doing it because it's getting some sort of a response, I would imagine. Uh, so now it's not uh, it's no longer constitutional, at least in Riviera Beach, Florida. But that doesn't solve the problem no, for my the various... parents. Didn't like how I dressed when I was a teenager, and I'm sure their parents didn't like how they dressed when they were teenagers. So it it really just boils down to people just not liking change and things that are new. And when we were kids, we used to wear our pants up to our belly buttons. That is what it boils down to, and people should, uh, you know, come to understand that. And the fact is that the the, the people that are wearing their pants around their, um, you know, low around themselves are likely to grow out of it. I mean, they're they're likely to grow out of it. While I have seen people who I would say are in their late twenties walking around dressed in this manner, yeah, I don't know what the style is called, gangsta. Maybe that's not even gangsta. I'm not sure. But whatever the style is, I think I've it's seen... gangsta, but it's also more than gangsta. It, it goes into a few. I don't know. I always call them thuggish, ruggish. I've seen people that are older, that older than I expect to see it. Normally, when if I see a 17-year-old, I expect to see that. When I see a 28-year-old or a 35-year-old, I don't expect to see it. And I have seen it from time to time. But it's usually, the last time I saw it was somebody just walking down the street pushing a baby carriage or something, like some dad. Baby uh, daddy? Yes, uh, some daddy uh, pushing his carriage, and he had, a, had that manner of dress. And I was kind of surprised at that. But obviously, he wasn't working. He it was he was in his uh, his off time, and I couldn't imagine him showing up at the factory or his office job uh, dressed in that way. So I think that over time, people will will grow out of that particular phase. And if not, if if it all of a sudden becomes popularized to the point where it's okay uh, for people to come to work like that, well, that's what society dictates is appropriate. So what can I say to it, right? So we'll let yeah. uh, we'll let individuals decide for themselves what is in and what is not appropriate as far as their workplace dress. And I don't think that the government should be involved. Thinks that I wear my pants too low and my crotch is not hanging out at all. She, I just wear them sort of on my hips, and mm-hmm. that's what's comfortable for me. And my mom, all my life, has grabbed my pants and pulled them up to you know right below my tits like her. <laughs> Please. <laughs> That is uncomfortable. 1-800-259-9231. If you are somebody who thinks that uh, there should be a law against this, I'd love to hear from you. Obviously, a lot of people believe that uh, because they're popping up everywhere. I know that uh, in Louisiana, I don't know if... I don't think it's in the area of our station down there, KBYO. I don't think there are any laws in that in that area that restrict this. But there are at least a couple of townships down in Louisiana where there are laws like that. And a few other places across the country, have, we've seen these popping up. And it's just another excuse, in my opinion, to target young people. I mean, it's just it gives the police yet another uh, it, it, another reason to harass kids. 
And we know that that's what cops, a lot of cops like to do because they know that if they pull over a kid, uh, whether it's, you know, six kids uh, or five kids in a car, you pull that over because there's a good chance somebody's going to have a bag of weed on them. Or it's the kid walking down the street with his uh, his pants hanging low. There's a good chance that he's in that kind of hip gang gangster culture and uh, there's a lot of weed smoking going on there. So good chance that if you pull, uh, you harass some kid because his pants are too low, you're going to find a bag of weed in one of the pants pockets. I mean, that's really what it seems to be to me. I don't know if that was what their intention was when they created the law. It probably was that the the city councilors just don't like it. You know, they've they're older and they they have their they're it's set indecent. in their ways. Right. They they uh, you know they they don't appreciate that manner of dress and so they Which, outlaw it. But it benefits the cops and it just gives them another excuse yeah. to mess with kids. It, it, you can't see any skin. It's just essentially pajama pants underneath, right? Some plaid boxers. Who cares? Whatever. And I, I yeah, they always do it with boxers, don't they? Yeah. I've never seen anyone with their actual butt hanging out. Right. One eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. Let's keep talking about uh, young people here, Julia. You've got a story in regards to what happened to a dealer, <laughs> a young dealer, a budding drug dealer on school campus. How old? What was the story? All right. Age nine, a Clay County father said he wants answers after his daughter and two other kids at the elementary school were accused of selling drugs and facing possible punishment over some vitamin C drops. The nine-year-old girl told Channel 9 that she thinks things like cigarettes are drugs and that she was confused when her teacher told her that halls are also considered a drug. Is, hmm. Are they really? Because... Well, I don't know. It probably has some sort of active chemical in it. Pectin or Something whatever. Like that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't feel you any... You don't get high. Yeah, you definitely do not get any sort of high from no. halls, even if you eat a whole bag. You don't bag. get drowsy. No. Fourth grade student Kylin Rivenbark said her teacher accused her of selling drugs in school. Get out the paddle. She saw me with the cough drops out, and I guess she saw me give one to my friends. And then, the, God, this wording's atrocious, sorry. It's little girl talking, so I'm quote, this is quotes. And then like, oh, I see this is good business going on around you, Kaylin said. She's like, you're selling drugs. I'm like, no, I'm not. Oh, man. Yeah. So that's how kids talk today. I tried. It's how adults talk today. I know. And it. I know I am guilty of using it sometimes. I think I use it less than some of the people I work with. And that's probably where I pick it up from. And I try very hard to eliminate unnecessary word uh, uses of the word like and from my vocabulary. But it's difficult because everybody says it. But I just hate when it's in quotes because I don't want people to think. That sure. You don't I'm want hit. them to think you're right. doing it. Exactly. So. You could always affect a different. Uh, you could always affect an accent if you wanted to. Like this and that and that, like this. Yeah, I guess. Like a little girl might talk. The drugs the girl allegedly had were Hall's Defense Vitamin C cough drops, which her father had put in her backpack weeks ago to take to Uh-oh, school. Oh, an accomplice. When the child Bring was getting over a cold. It's absolutely crazy," said her father. Kaylin said two of her friends. Wait, at why school, did they go up the chain? I mean, shouldn't they go up? Isn't that what they do with drug dealers? They uh, right. they go up the chain. Who'd you get this from? Oh, my daddy. Yeah. Well, let's go throw him in a jail cell. Cause uh, don't you know, sir, that it's illegal to be distributing halls in uh, on school campus? What's going to happen to this little girl? Do we know yet? Um, we'll find out later in moments. On. Hang on. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can bring up anything, even in these remaining moments of the program, toll-free. 800-259-9231. Zero tolerance, even for cough drops.
Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Only moments remain. Just enough time for your calls at 1-800-259-9231. That is the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Julia. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. If you like this show, you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can learn how to promote Free Talk Live over at promote.freetalklive.com. Various different ways for you to help get this show into more ears and if you want to help us with that, go to promote.freetalklive.com. Nine-year-old girl, fourth grade, I would guess. Is that what the story says in fourth grade? It doesn't say. Just I think I was in nine. fourth grade at age nine. Anyway, she was apparently caught by the teacher uh, giving out cough drops. Yep. Hall's defense cough drops in class to some of her friends. And she's now being accused of drug distribution? Well, she didn't give them out. She, oh, she sold, sold them. them, but not intentionally. It says here that two of her friends at school asked her for cough drops, and she gave them out. But the friends insisted on giving her a dollar in exchange for several drops. She felt guilty about taking the cough drop or whatever, so she gave me a dollar. I didn't want to accept it, but she made me take it, Kylin said. Mm. Kaylin, her name's spelled weird. That's why I keep pronouncing it That sounds like black market cough drop rates to me. That's a lot of money for a cough drop. I know. That's what I was thinking. I could go buy a whole bag of cough drops for 79 cents. According to the student handbook for Clay County Schools, if a student must take a prescription or over-the-counter medication during school hours, which I, by the way, would not consider cough drops a medication, but that's just me. They don't actually have any sort of effect. They just make your throat feel slightly better temporarily. Yeah, but there's no reason for the school to not be intolerant in this way. I mean, they have their zero-tolerance policies, so they're going to categorize everything they possibly can well, as medication. It says here that if it's prescription or over-the-counter, it must be received and stored in the original container and be hmm. labeled with the student's name, current date, prescription dosage. So what do you put for cough drops? One drop every hour. I, I mean, guess. please. Frequency of administration and physician's name. What if you don't have a physician? I don't know. I, n- I never had one growing up. I don't know. What are, what's going to happen to this little girl? Well, they're deciding the punishment. It says that the uh, she has not been punished yet. The teacher and her principal are going to meet again on Wednesday morning to discuss things further. <laughs> they clearly, ha- clearly, they don't have any real discipline uh, discipline problems at this school. They don't have anything else to be dealing with besides this, huh? Yeah. Well, it's really funny right here. It says uh, Channel Channel 4's reporter said that she examined the ingredients of the cough drops and that they were almost exactly the same as what's in Lifesavers candy. Mm. So, with the exception of pectin, right? Or whatever, whatever the active is. ingredient. Exactly. So, well, these are no. probably like those candy cough drops, you know, that aren't even really like cough drops. Mm-hmm. They just make your throat feel a little better, like sucker candy. Right. So. So we don't know what's going to happen, but Dad's pretty upset about it. He's not too keen on this, right? He says it's definitely detrimental to someone who we teach the whole time growing up. Don't use drugs because drugs are bad. And then accusing her that it, uh, of selling drugs at school. It's unnecessary to make comments like that, and she should not be punished is what the dad says. They didn't even inform him. They just called her daughter, his daughter a drug dealer and then said they were going to deal with it later, sent her home. So he found out from her, yes. basically. You know, if the teachers and the principals, administrators of the world want 
kids at the schools to have some respect for them, maybe they should not act in this way. And I, I mean, I understand the girl is nine, but we're talking about cough drops here. I, I feel like I mean, this is another thing. Teach if you treat children like children forever. I mean, they're going to act like children forever. I feel like at nine years old, if your dad says, here's some cough drops, you know, when your throat hurts, take one. You're probably you're probably going to be okay. Nothing's going to happen to you. And you're obviously old enough and responsible enough to administer the dosage yourself. Hopefully. I don't don't understand. By the by the uh, teachers and the the, uh, administrators coming in and making a big issue out of this, I think. I think at nine years old, you can tell that this is ludicrous. I mean, this is absurd, this reaction. This little girl must I – would, I would love to hear how she feels about this, you know, how, uh, how she must be stunned by this. I mean, when you're, when you're still relatively young and you're in elementary school, you might have some appreciation for the, for the teachers. But if they keep doing crap like this, it's just going to completely ruin any sort of level of awe that you might have had for your teachers. It's going to to uh, destroy any sort of a, of uh, of respect that you have for them if that's what they're doing with their time is just being drug enforcement agents instead of actually teaching. I just don't think this is uh, I don't think this is helping their cause at all. I don't think that the teachers are helped out by this at all. And and you know if it was just candy, if it wasn't halls, if it was actual candy, they might even have a ban against that in some cases. They do in some places. They have like right. show, you know where they sell healthy snacks, which usually aren't healthy. Like right, they sell bringing... diet soda, for example. Which please, it's still soda. It's still probably not great for you. Certainly not as good as water, but. They ban, like, candy and Doritos and that sort of thing. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231. Are you a parent that has experienced some of this insanity? Have you had your yeah. son or daughter accosted? Way to make accosted? that kid totally hate school and learning. Like, it's my opinion that most kids are turned off to learning in middle school or high school. Like, mm-hmm. school just sucks so bad that they're... That's why most kids, high school kids, when they get out of high school, don't have any any um, interest in picking up a book and reading it because throughout their school career, they were forced to read all these boring books. And when they get out of school, the first thing they think is, whew, so, you know, no more books, books, no more learning, whatever. Now, this kid at the ripe age of nine, probably there goes her career, right? Possibly right. 1-800-259-9231 in, uh, let's see, poststar.com reporting that in Whitehall, in case you were wondering, a motorized cooler on wheels is a motor vehicle. Under state law, a Whitehall man learned that uh, recently when he was charged with driving while intoxicated after police pulled him over for swerving and driving on the sidewalk on a four-wheeled motorized cooler known as the Cruisin' Cooler. Leslie J. Bomber-Marr, 57, could face felony DWI and aggravated unlicensed operation of a motor vehicle charges because of prior arrests and convictions in drinking and driving cases, according to the police chief. So the guy has had some DWIs in the past, and I don't know if he's worked through his problems or not. It doesn't sound like he's completely solved them, but don't you think it's a step in the right direction to drive around on a motorized cooler drunk as opposed to driving in a car drunk? I mean, well, what's you the can worst get that a DUI happen? on a bicycle, can't you? I think I you think can. I believe there's a man in Florida a few years back who got a DUI on a lawnmower. So I'm pretty right, sure anything so, with a motor 
it's ludicrous, in my opinion. There was I, actually a gentleman in Fort Pierce, Florida, who uh, rode home on a horse and got a DUI. Get out of here. No, he got away with it, though. Oh, he that's took right. it to I remember court. that one. He took it to court, and he said, look, I don't drive the horse. The horse, horse drives, drives me. me. So yeah. I pass out on the horse, and the horse right. brings me home. <laughs> the horse isn't drunk, so yeah. and I'm not controlling the horse. Would I they just... charge the horse if the horse was drunk? <laughs> I don't know. Animal intoxication. Uh, the man could be facing felony D- DWI charges. What's wrong with driving on the cruising cooler? I don't understand. <laughs> that sounds like fun to me. I mean, isn't the whole idea of DWI, isn't, I mean, when you talk about DWI and you, uh, for instance, on this show, I've suggested that it should be gotten rid of. And there are reasons for that. Uh, one of the reasons is because uh, if if it was legal to drive while drunk, as long as you're driving safely, it'd be all right because then the drunk guy could go five miles an hour in the right lane until he got home and he could get home safely as opposed to gunning it at 50 and trying his best to make it home right. without alerting any of the uh, the government people that happen I, to be around. You know, what really bothers me is uh, sometimes on Friday nights we go out and have a couple of drinks or whatever, and I honestly have no idea what my legal limit is. Now, I know when I'm too drunk to drive. Like, there are some times where I, I say, oh, my gosh, you should drive. I really, you know, I can't even walk straight, let mm-hmm. alone drive a car. But I sometimes if I've had like two or three beers, I'm fine to drive. I'm a little, you know, buzzed, but I'm fine. But I have no idea if I'm over the legal limit or not. I guess you would have to b- find have a, to breathalyzer a breathalyzer to, and breathalyze yourself to find out. I, I don't yeah. know what the limit is. So I could get pulled point eight, over. isn't it? Point zero eight? It's point zero eight. Point, yeah. Yes, and it's point zero two if you're under twenty one. That's like a beer. That's like not a beer. That's like a sip. I don't know. That's that's really low amount. So my problem with DUI laws or DWI laws is that, and f- first of all, how do you know if you're over the limit? I know if I'm too drunk to drive, but I have no idea if I'm over the legal limit. And second of all, it doesn't take into account that I mean everybody's limit is different. There's probably a a who could. What's that guy's name who's really big, who does the Liberty Radio show, the wrestler guy? Kane. He's a big guy. I imagine his point eight is a lot different than my point eight yeah. as far as what he can as tolerate. As far as amount he can drink, sure. Right. So it just doesn't take any of that into effect. But if DWI is about preventing accidents, then what's wrong with driving around on the cruising cooler? <laughs> Nobody's going to get... If anybody's in a, getting into an accident, it's him. He's going to pull out in front of somebody. But if you run into a guy on a cruising cooler in your car, you'll be okay. It's a cooler. We'll see you tomorrow night. Online in the meantime, freetalklive.com. Gardner Goldsmith joins us for the Saturday show. DVD, books, music, instruments, periodicals, computers, software, electronics, photo, cell phone, office product, home and garden, bed and bath, furniture, kitchen, pet supply, automotive, hardware, apparel, shoes, jewelry, grocery, healthcare, sports and outdoors, toys, games, used and more. It's a department store at your fingertips. Amazon.freetalklive.com. Get all your shopping done, a great deal, delivery to your door, and a percentage of your purchase will go to Free Talk Live when you enter Amazon through Amazon.freetalklive.com.